welcome to Empowered Rx, a trauma-informed coaching and education platform. My name is Leah, and at Empowered Rx, we believe in the transformative and healing power of fitness, mindset, and nutrition. After experiencing trauma of my own, I realized how disorienting these experiences were and how hard it was to resume my normal health routines. Empowered Rx is a holistic program for those who've experienced trauma or who are struggling with mindset and mental health. Our coaching methods help you to build resiliency and healing through exercise and healthy living. We offer a variety of courses from body image to weightlifting, from one-to-one mentorship to small group training. Empowered is a holistic approach to women's fitness where we dive deep. Because your story is so important to your growth and development. Resiliency through fitness and exercise is so healing. We are here to help you turn your struggles into strength. My hope is to offer you resources, knowledge, coaching, and support so that you can be so strong, so healthy, and so empowered. Welcome back to Empowered RX. This is the platform and mentorship program that helps women enduring trauma to overcome their struggles and turn them into strengths. Today, I'm here with somatic therapist, Nicole Smith-LeVay, and she's going to tell us about her journey with trauma and how she's used it to help other women to survive their own. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Leah. I'm really glad to be here. I'm looking forward to be open to what we discover today. I really love the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, Nicole, let's start with hearing a little bit about you and what your work is. Sure. So I'm a former professional dancer turned energy coach, and I integrate somatic therapy, meditation, and breath work into my healing sessions and classes. I've been... Um, trying to come up with an alias, you know? Uh, so I'm like, am I energy whisperer? Am I <laughs> maven of the energy arts? Like, yeah, it's, it's in process, but um, you get the drift, I think. Uh, catch the drift. And um, yeah, I hold a master's degree in somatic psychology and I have thousands of hours of certification in yogic studies. Mm. And in 2013, I created my company, The Power Within Healing, on the principle that if pain is a teacher, then our awareness is the medicine. That's beautiful. Yeah. And um, I really, I really pride myself on using body centered techniques that take a forward thinking approach to mental health and trauma informed care. Mm. Um, And yeah, I just I help women move past their energetic blocks in order to step into their power, find their own unique voice and be a supportive part of the collective awakening that's happening. I love that so much. And just for our listeners who may not know what somatic healing is, could you explain what that, that means a little bit more? Yes, of course. That's a, that's a common question I get, actually. What is somatic? My, uh, my family members used to say, is it the same as semantic? And I was like, well, <laughs> we're about to go into semantics, but no, it's a little different. <laughs> um, so somatic, soma is Mm -hmm. that the body, mind, and spirit are not separate entities, actually. Like, you know, we we kind of live in society with, like, uh, the the head and body separated, right? Um, This is my my brain. This is what my body does. And somatic is the principle that it's all interrelated and unanimously occurring. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's a phenomena 
onto itself. And then somatic psychology or somatic healing just takes into account the whole person. So while some people may um, have more access to their thoughts or their mind, some people may have more access to their body or their sensations. Some people may have more access to their emotions and what they're feeling. And so when you're using it as a therapy modality or psychology or healing, whatever, you're kind of finding the doorway for each person mm -hmm. and then you're bringing in the other pieces for true holism. That's a great explanation. And with the work that we do in Empowered, we, we can parallel to your work in that we kind of look at it as a bottoms up approach rather than a top down approach. So right. we look at what can we learn from the body about our thoughts and our emotions rather than looking at our thoughts and our emotions to try to change our body. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about your experiences with clients and what you might have them, them do. What's like an, an actual practice look like? Yeah. Well, it's so wide ranging. Um, <laughs> and for, I, I would love to give you examples of, of private clients, you know, specifically, but I can give you some, some general understanding. Yeah. I kind of, I, I feel like I have a container of a method, which is, um, it's a body centered approach. And, uh, I like to use the acronym GFIAS, G-F-I-A-S. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, we have to ground and find safety and trust because, mm -hmm. uh, those of us that are carrying trauma, w our nervous system, uh, bandwidth or span is, uh, is more crunched than when we're not carrying the trauma or the trauma is not triggered. Mm -hmm. So firstly, grounding, um, that may look like what does grounding mean for you? If it's a private session, you know, it mm -hmm. may be more of a conversation. Oh, well, I like to, you know, take my shoes off, put them in, in the earth or, um, yeah. Or, I, or I like to, you know, drink some water and just feel the, the water moving downward mm -hmm. in a group setting. I tend to start more with, um, bring your awareness to your legs, your feet, um, as well as touch grounding mm -hmm. touch is self touch is very good for, for me personally. This is how I bridge the world from dance to psychology was mm -hmm. I used to, um, I used to have panic attacks in the moment of performance, like performance anxiety. Of course. And I was a very talented dancer, but the moment that I was about to execute the thing that I had learned and, you know, move through my, my muscle memory, the fear would come up like you're going to fail. And I would just put my hands on my heart and my belly. And all of a sudden, just that grounding moment of touch was almost as if it was like a, a self mothering, you know, mm -hmm. or like a self support, like I've got my own back or front in this, in this <laughs> yeah. case, because that's what was being seen and just take some deep breaths. So often my classes begin with grounding um, and then to go through FIAS flow. So once you get more steady, you know, coming into contact with yourself gently and gradually, mm -hmm. um, that may be some gentle movements with the breath, you know, just welcoming the breath, not encouraging a strong, powerful breath right away. Um, if it's more of a dance practice, I may just like bring in images of water and waves just to get things moving. Mm -hmm. um, I for ignite. This is where we really 
I want to say shake off the trauma or, you know, shake loose the chains that bind us from the Mm. trauma. Like I'm sure you've, you've seen yourself, Leah, um, when animals in the wild are, are prey and they Mm. see a predator coming for them, they, you know, have a moment of freeze or, or fight or flight. And, um, as soon as that predator passes them by, whatever they do to not be attacked or mm-hmm. if they get away, they have a moment where they tremble and they shake mm-hmm. and they, they, and then they just go on about their animal life. But humans, we don't do that. The, the trauma happens and then we, we, pop, we pop out of our body um, mm-hmm. to, to feel safe because the body didn't feel safe in that moment. And... Um, we don't really take the time to, to shake it off. So we, but the good news is we can do this later because the issues are in the tissues and they're, they're open and ready to be worked with when it's time. Um, so I yeah, like that. I like yeah. that. The issues are in the tissues. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good I don't one. think, I don't think I can like trademark that. I heard that from someone <laughs> somewhere. <like> it, <laughs> yeah. We ignite. And then the last two stages are really special. And I'm sure you do this somewhat in your practice too. Um, creating a container for attunement to the experience the people are having. So, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of a group class, this may look like, okay, well now that we've really shaken things up and loosened things and we feel like we've had release, now we attune to who is, who is this person now? What do they feel like? You know, we, 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 we meet ourselves new. We meet ourselves mm-hmm. new and fresh, like without all the stuff. So that's attunement, A. And um, yeah, and then lastly, just space. So yeah, do you have like some sort of relaxation or something at the end of your practices or like a connection between members or things like that? Yeah, yeah. So our process um, is, is similar in, in a lot of the way that your acronym flows. We, we start with grounding exercises, but our clients do it with a barbell in their hands. Yeah. So um, we have I this heavy barbell made of metal. And we, we focus on um, grip, what the muscles are feeling with a weight going down on them. Mm. So that proprioceptive feedback, yep. we work on visualizing the muscles that are being used in each movement. We time Great. breath and engage the diaphragm. And then we really focus on the temperature of the bar because the metal is cold and being able to tune into the different senses and everything, sight, sound in the background. Um, we kind of start with labeling things and, and grounding ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the class, we basically gather and we go over what we've learned and it's kind of like a sharing circle. So it sounds Perfect. like very yeah. similar, just different modalities. Um, uh-huh. And and yeah, it's it's been a, an amazing process to see women kind of redefine their why and their sense of purpose. One of the things that intrigued me was that you said you are meeting yourself anew. Mm-hmm. Now, I find sometimes that when my clients find the gym to be their happy place, the moment they leave, they're overwhelmed with the stresses of everyday life. What are some tips for that attunement to transfer from your space to the world? I love that question. Yeah, I was going to say just before you asked it, I hear that you. Uh, guide people to orient 
to the space, like through mm -hmm. their, their sensory system and to center with this regulated breath. And whenever mm -hmm. a client asks me, you know, cause I, I have, sometimes I do these like limited schedule courses that exist between two months and, mm -hmm. and I'll like throw in a bonus of, you know, um, coaching with me virtually just to make sure like you could take this out on your own afterwards. And, and a regular question is, um, yeah, what's like the simplest way to keep this up when I don't have, you know, when I feel like I don't have the time to do the practice every day, the full class or to go to the gym. And I say ground, orient and center mm. or and whatever order that works best for you. For mm -hmm. me, I have to ground first. I have to accept where I am in my body um, you know, I'm, I'm triggered, I'm tense, you know, what do I notice? What's happening? Grounding is just like bringing everything to the present moment and a gradual acceptance of what is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, playing with gravity and getting it to settle a bit and come, come more into the present moment. Orient is, yeah, like, you're somewhere and something is very triggering, you're in traffic, um, you know, somebody cuts you off. Orient, orientation is, like you said, paying attention to what you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're hearing, what you're tasting. Mm -hmm. So you're just orienting to the present moment through a very fine lens. And so I like to do it through the eyes. Um, I do feel that when nervous system goes into hyperdrive, the eyes kind of glaze over first. That's mm -hmm. what I notice as a somatic therapist. So um, yeah, I mean, they're the windows to our soul, right? Of course, like they, right. they go, they go somewhere else. So to orient with the eyes, you know, a curiosity of like, what am I really seeing? If you're driving, like really see the hands on the wheel and what's ahead of you, you know, like mm -hmm. really zoom in. Or maybe it's pull out if you're very kind of hyper-focused, but it's just go, it's like fine, orientation is very fine detail, whereas grounding is like kind of big, big energy. Mm. And then centering, then we welcome the breath, which I don't know if you saw my post the other day, I said something like, when people say, when you're upset about something and someone says to you, just relax. Oh my God, <laughs> the worst thing you could possibly say to someone. <laughs> right. Well, it's because it totally doesn't feel accessible. And you're like, yeah, duh, I would do that if I could. <laughs> yeah. But maybe you have to ground and orient first and then you can, okay, here I am. This is where I'm at. And I can take a couple deep regulated breaths. So that's how you bring the gym. That's how you bring the yoga class or the meditation class to mm -hmm. you is just welcome yourself to do it. Like whenever, whenever mm -hmm. it's, whenever you need it really. That's great. Those are super good actionable tips that people can take from this podcast a moment later. So that's <laughs> awesome. Um, and so you're talking about movement and we're both talking about movement in different ways. You have a dance background. Do you use the dance with your clients and how does that work? I do. Yeah. I mean, my classes have ebbed and flowed themselves um, through my life. I when I was a professional dancer, I would teach what I felt was like therapeutic um, conscious dance practices, mm. but mostly for dancers. Although we're all dancers, when I say dancers, I mean like people that are pursuing it as a profession, right? Mm. So I would teach them like non-technical dance. I would teach them how to trust their own instincts and mm. And yeah, and go through kind of a similar process as, as GFIUS, um, as I was saying before. 
but now because years later you know i'm i'm accumulating and accruing all of these various i'm sure you as well degrees and certifications yeah. and modalities right um now what it looks like movement movement is the beginning of the experience generally uh like i have my power within healing online uh, membership platform mm -hmm. i had mentioned to you and we do four sessions a month two of them are aligned with the full moon and new moon mm. and in those practices you know we get centered you know we do a little grounding orient or, and orienting and then i talk a bit about astrology not not too long i don't want to lose people <laughs> but like just like enough like as if you were reading a collective horoscope and you go oh okay cool that's what's going on for everybody and, and in 2020 happened and the world was suddenly like maybe there is something to astrology um but right after that we we set some um we we do some journaling and some goal setting and then i go into movement so we start with a bit of mental emotional processing we take that into the kind of unconscious subconscious because the body is the subconscious i don't know if you've heard that phrase before yeah. but that's used a lot in somatic psychology too so you know you could journal about something you can answer a prompt from your heart from your head but then you start moving and something else is revealed to you or something else settles or something else clicks and then we lay down and we do breath work. So I, I do the movement, I think, to like get, get the soul more fully engaged in the process. And then the breath work is just like, you know, there's nothing like it. I, I do breath work every single day. There's nothing like it for calming the nervous system, regulating moods, and connecting your heart to, you know, a bigger thing for our limited time here on earth. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think what stuck out to me is, is basically we're kind of looking into our own narrative through movement and through our thoughts. And you're kind of combining all of those. What other ways do you pull people's narratives out of them? Like, how do you, how do you encourage the storytelling process? What other ways? Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good question. You know, I think, um, it depends on the, the container and capacity. Like um, if it's a session where, you know, someone is coming to me because they know they've experienced a big capital T trauma, a shock trauma, like a car accident or uh, yeah, it's like basically a one time event or several time events. That's just like kind of overhaul mm -hmm. um, of the nervous system. I actually, in those cases, you know, uh, the verbal, and I think you've talked about this on your podcast too, the verbal storytelling, like is kind of counterproductive and it's almost, um, you know, deepening the grooves mm -hmm. of, of why it's hard and why I'm stuck and why I can't get over it. So um, I've found in my personal practice and then what I do kind of in an expressive arts uh, space is yeah uh, i i allow the act of creating mm. to move the energy through metaphor and symbolism 
So mm-hmm. I give like different prompts and things that, you know, take whatever the trauma was, is, and feels like, and move it outside of yourself so you can actually witness it a bit more. Um, uh, you know, how am I holding this? What does, mm-hmm. what, what gets connected with mm-hmm. this? You know, what, what images, um, what feelings come to mind, what memories come up. Um, and yeah. And then just like make something beautiful of it. Like trauma to Dharma is another phrase that's used a lot. It's like taking our, our very personal, unique struggles and transforming it in, and in that transformation, making art out of it for a greater purpose for others who may not have a voice mm. for something very similar and they're they have to hear it first from someone else so it's it's like yeah that that creation process it's a it's a courageous one but that's why my company is called power within healing <laughs> that's that's amazing um we look at you know different narratives that we tell ourselves and we try to transform we call it flipping the script it's an exercise mm. that we do and we start with how the narrative shows up in their everyday life and fitness and in, in health, because that's usually a window into deeper core beliefs and everything. So if we can work on those beliefs totally. in the realm of fitness, they start to trickle over into other areas and we don't have to go deep into the emotional stuff to be able to start to make those changes. So that's kind of what we do with that. But I know from talking with you before that writing was a big part of your own healing process. Mm-hmm. And yeah, tell us a little bit about what your healing process was like and, and how you did it. Totally. Yeah. Um, thank you for, for letting me know. I might have to talk about this because I always, um, that's something I kind of like modulate and regulate within myself is how much can I share? Mm. Um, Cause it can often be like, you know, either share nothing or like a floodgate with trauma. I don't, I don't know if that resonates with anyone listening, but yeah. So um, a bit about my story. I, I definitely fall under the category of uh, complex PTSD because mm-hmm. there was a shock trauma that happened to me when I was too young to understand what was happening. Um, mm-hmm. It was a, a car accident um, where another vehicle impacted my right leg um, and uh, you know, really affected the growth plate on that leg. So as I aged, my right leg did not grow to be the same as my left. So kind of amazing. I was a professional dancer. I had no idea. Um, Yeah, I I didn't understand that any of that had happened at that time. I just knew that I was in a lot of pain a lot more Mm -hmm. frequently than a lot of my other friends. Um, And it really put me in touch with energy and the awareness of my body. So that's the shock trauma. But then there were lots of little T traumas um, or big T you know, kind of growing up in, um, in life. Um, yeah, different, different things. Um, assaults, abuse, really, really have had, um, a full (laughs) picture of that. And so, um, writing has been a big part and also making dances Mm. about it. Um, and so that process, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I have always been an artist, so it's been very natural for me to just kind of go into that altered state where I shut my thinking mind off 
and either I just let my body move and I mm. record it, uh, or I just take the piece of paper, I have music playing in the background, and I just free write. Mm. Um, I also like to work with, with images a lot, visualizations, things like that. So, you know, like I'll, I'll sketch something out and like write a little um, note underneath it and you know, it becomes like this little movable index card that could kind of fit with the other index card. And suddenly, you know, you're piecing together like a piece of art. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I've, I've given myself permission when writing about my trauma to, to, to not force it to be anything else yeah. than, than, than what it is, because we can all like filter ourselves right? And judge and criticize and go, oh, well, you know, this one book I read about trauma is, is formatted this way. And this mm. one memoir and this one essay I read is like this. So maybe I should copy that format. But I find whenever I move from that place, you know, it might be like a good exercise in generating but is that actually going to be the end result? Probably not. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so actually a lot of my writing about trauma is extremely fragmented on purpose um, mm -hmm. because that's how it feels. It feels like, you know, our normal, normal linear time around that trauma does not apply. Like it's just all scrambled up. And, and as long as I can describe like which direction are we moving <laughs> Um, you know, to preface it, uh, are we going back in time? Is this an inner process? Is this something other people were witnessing? Um, I feel like it gives it context. So I don't know, that was probably really out there. But that's, that's how I, I make uh, art out of my traumas. For no, sure. I think I think it's beautiful that you combine art and writing and somatics together. That is, um, I'm an artist myself. So I can get lost in drawing or painting and, and find it very therapeutic. So I can totally appreciate and understand where you're coming from on that. Um, you have a website, right? What's, could you tell us how we could find that website? Yes, it is the power within healing.com. It's a little long, but uh, T H E P O W E R W I T H I N E A L I N G. Awesome. And do you have any writing on there or prompts or any exercises that people could find by any chance or what kind of resources are on there? So what is on here is you'll find on the homepage, there's like several pathways to engage with me, you know, whether it's private sessions or occasionally, like I said, I have limited time courses or mm. mentorships. Um, but what I have ongoingly is that Power Within Healing Online membership. Mm -hmm. And uh, that always has a, a one week free trial. And, and what I thought is that, um, is it okay to give your listeners a gift if they've listened this long? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes good. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, what we thought we would do is if, if you sign up for, um, the free trial and then you use the coupon code empowered RX, right. Um, then you will also get a free meditation album for me, guided meditations. Um, oh, that amazing. will be thrown in. So yeah. So if, if for some reason you don't continue on with the classes, at least you'll have um, this kind of audio spoken uh, way to, to meditate. Thank you so much. That's so generous yeah. and thoughtful of you. So we'll definitely make sure to put that in the text um, so that our users can find the information a little bit more easily. And I think before we, we wrap this up, I would love to know 
Could you give our listeners a couple like action steps that they could take to start their healing process? Cause that can be very overwhelming and kind of keep us stuck. Yeah. Where to begin, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I think besides ground orient center and you know, that flow I discussed of, mm -hmm. of my method, something else that I wanted to share as a takeaway and make sure that I was really clear about this is um, wherever you are is okay. It's more than okay. Mm. It's perfect. And so um, yeah, just like make a, a, a priority list of, of where you're stuck and also make a list of your strengths of, you know, um, where are my access points? You know, for me, it was as a dancer, I was very in tune with my body and my sensations. And so those actually became my resource. So what is it for you? You know, maybe if you don't recognize it about yourself, maybe other people tell you often, make a list of your strengths as well. And I think when you, when you look at those two, um, you may recognize like, there is a way forward. There is one step forward. And maybe, you know, I can find the support person or the community that brings these pieces together for me so I can make a little bit. Because once we see a little bit of change happening, we can trust ourselves. Like, actually, we can make a lot of change. Actually, mm -hmm. in five years, I could be a very different person than I am right now. And I could be helping a lot of other people do the same. So um, yeah, give yourself permission to just be where you are and, and lay it out like that and, and start taking action. That's awesome. Yeah, one of our philosophies is to start where you are. And we try to meet our clients where they're at. Um, and we look at very, very small steps that build resiliency. So I love that our work kind of relates so much to each other just in different modalities. And I look forward to having more and more conversations because I think we have a lot of collaborative efforts that we could, could put forth. So thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Uh, just keep moving. That's, that's going to be the name of, um, yeah, some projects I have coming up. And it's the affirmation I've said to myself my whole life when I feel like I can't go on or I'm stuck. Nicole, just keep moving. So I say the same to you too. I love it. Thank you so much, Nicole. It was so great having you today. Yes. Great talking with you. Thanks, Leah. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments or ideas or are inspired or have been touched in any way by the information you heard in today's episode, please reach out and let us know. We love hearing your experiences and your stories. If you're seeking help or just for more information about our programs, you can find us on Instagram at EmpoweredRx or you can find our website at www.EmpoweredRx.org. Feel free to reach out to me personally anytime at Leah, L-E-A-H at EmpoweredRx.org. We look forward to convening with you next time. Have a great day.